Welcome to the Warrior Parenting Podcast, where we empower your student to grow academically strong, social and emotionally mature, spiritually deep, and be prepared for life. Uh, I'm Caleb, one of the teachers at Longmont Christian, and we wanted to start this podcast so that you parents could hear um, more about those areas. So on each episode, we'll be unpacking one of those three things, as well as you'll be getting an interview from several of our staff, so you can get to hear more about their heart behind what they love to do at Longmont Christian School. So let's jump into today's conversation. Okay, I'm sitting down today uh, with Mr. Seth Hayes. Seth, do you want to say hi? Hello. Um, and Seth is our counselor. On, Correct, school on counselor. Our school counselor. So how, this is the first year that we've had a counselor, is that right? Yes, this is the first year, yep. I'm doing my internship in school counseling, so I'm working here at the school three days a week. Okay, great. So you probably, if you walk your kids in or you drop them off, Seth's usually during those three days, you're at the front. Yep, I'm at the front. So, Rain or shine, cold or sun, out there saying hi. And he's maybe emailed you a lot. If <laughs> Definitely yeah. some parents more than others, but I do like to get emails out there when kids are doing well, just to let you know that things can go well at school and your kids do a good job. Yeah. So what's your background or how did you get into this whole school counseling thing? Yeah, my background is the last 10 years I worked with the program that I started with the same group of students when they were in second grade. They're actually here at the building that is now Longmont Christian. And I worked with them and their families year in, year out, in and out of school from second grade to graduating high school. So as you imagine over that time, I built a lot of relationships and just saw families and kids go through lots of different things. So as my time with them was coming to a close, I kind of wanted to increase my knowledge and techniques on how to help families and work with students. So I kind of landed in the program and being a Christian, I've always wanted to work in a Christian school. I spent the last 14 years in public schools and it's just a little different when you can't talk about your faith. So being able to land at LCS and being able to work with families with similar backgrounds and similar desire for their kids is just really exciting for me. Yeah. And so what's your experience been then with, with Longmont Christian? My daughter started Longmont Christian in 2019 as a first grader, and she's still here as a fifth grader. And I also have a son who's in second grade. We to be honest, we enjoyed the school, but it wasn't what we were hoping for when we first started. But there's been a lot of changes over the years, and it's it's really exciting now to see what Mr. Lane and Ms. Perkins are bringing to the school. And because of that, I was joined the board about a year and a half ago just to be a part of the changes, kind of see what's going on behind the scenes and give my wisdom and expertise and see where God leads me. And I'm like I said, I'm really excited where the school is at and where it's going. And my kids just really love their teachers and love their students. And that's just amazing as a parent. Yeah. That's great to hear. Yeah. Your kids are awesome. They're awesome at school. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I get that too. Um, so when you talk about the, you know, being able to line up your faith value in the counseling space, how does that help things or how is that different? I guess than from what you've had to do in the public school setting. Yeah, I mean, counseling is a lot about the person you work with and meeting them where they're at. But as a Christian, there's so much power that and change that Jesus and the Holy Spirit can bring. So being able to use that when working with students or families, especially with a similar belief, we all have a, a core belief or core standard in this with the Holy Spirit that just wants us to make changes and guides us. So being able to speak into that, because without that you're kind of speaking into what that person thinks is best, what they believe is best. And that can be really difficult because there's just a lot of different beliefs out there. 
but having that connection, I think, brings healing and and just Jesus's way in a much quicker manner. Okay. So part of our mission statement, and I might get this wrong. Luckily, Steve isn't in here to correct me, but uh, I think it's social emotionally mature. Is that the line? That sounds. This sounds good. right. I think. I, yeah, Steve, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, so we, we're we're getting involved in kind of this. Um, we have a new program this year that's like a social emotional curriculum. Um, I, you hear a lot now about social emotional. When I was a kid, we didn't. You know, it was like if you cry, you're going to go to the office. I don't know if that's exactly true, but it felt like it at times. Um, so what? Why is this whole social emotional th- like wave coming through schools? now what's your kind of yeah i mean looking back over the last 10 15 years it's definitely schools have adopted more educational focus on bringing in social and emotional learning a lot of that just happens because students need that support need that understanding in order to do well academically so if they aren't aware of how to interact with their peers consistently or if they aren't sure like who they are and how they're feeling, then it can be really difficult to gauge in academics. So a lot of schools kind of brought that in under their wheelhouse to make more well-rounded students. And here at LCS, I think the goal is even more because we've adopted a faith-based SEL. So using a lot of what Jesus teaches in the Bible says to incorporate what it means to be a solid human being that is able to interact with their peers and with their teachers in a respectful and loving way. And the big focus with Frenzy, as you might guess, is just on friendships and relationships. And being in a small school, friendships are just increasingly important because we're with the same students in and out and day in and day out. So we work with them and the teachers teach it in their classrooms on how to be good friends, how to be good students, and just how to know your emotions and express them in healthy and respectful ways, then it goes a long ways in just building the community. And that's what I really see as kind of SEL is kind of building that community base in our school. And the nice part is all nine grades do that at the school. So year in, year out, they'll hear similar things. So what they learn in first grade will also help them for what they're learning in fifth grade. And if we can get everyone on to speak the same language, to express their emotions, and to know how their classmates feel, then by the time they hit middle school, when the brain gets kind of wonky, they have the background that will help us help them and help you through the tough time. So since we've brought this in, what do you think has been the biggest benefit? I think the biggest benefit, first of all, I mean, the first couple of weeks and months, we're just talking about what emotions are you feeling? And some kids pick up on that easy and have words for it, and some don't. So In the K through second grade, we talked about being mad and sad. And then as the students get older, there's lots of emotions out there. And so Mm -hmm. to be able to say that I'm bereaved or that I'm feeling frustrated, (laughs) right? It's not, it's a different emotion. It's even hard as an adult to separate those. But if students are able to name their emotions, that helps them control their emotions. So I think that's a big step. And we have a language across the school for that. And then the second thing, like I said, is just to focus on friendships and relationships with their peers. Because it's one thing to be able to be respectful to adult, but out on the playground or in PE to start to understand what makes your friends mad and why you shouldn't do that or how to help someone when they're sad goes a long way to creating like a caring culture in the school. Okay. So, I mean, we're at December mm-hmm. now. So that's like... I guess, I guess it's kind of, it's close to the halfway point. Um, you know, we have Christmas break coming up. 
do you think um, at, the, at the beginning of the year, we kind of are all trying to figure out the, like everyone's usually on a pretty, like as it's like the year starts pretty well. And then as the year goes on, that's when some of the, you know, Correct. the kids get to, you know, are kind of get sick of each other in their class. You know, the, the teachers might be getting a little bit shorter, you know, as they try to process things with their students. So what's kind of the, the, the social emotional, what are those like high points in the year that you can identify through like what you've seen? You know what I mean? Not yeah. just necessarily like the two weeks before Christmas, but when are those times for parents when their kids might be a little bit more run down? Yeah, so for sure. Like usually like October is a tough time because kind of the honeymoon of school is worn off. And then after Thanksgiving break, kind of when we're in now and kind of what I've seen, because it's a new curriculum we just adopted. So the students are still getting used to it, but it's given us an avenue since the teachers do it consistently in class to kind of have conversations to bring up. Like I'm kind of seeing mm -hmm. this going on. What do you guys think about the fighting at recess or when I go in to do lessons, since the teacher has been talking about similar things, I'm able to just kind of jump right on and move forward with talking about how to use empathy to know when your friends are sad or mad and like how to use that to actually help them. So it's given us a base to start working off of. And then as we continue to grow in that the following years, the conversations will be deeper. So the second grader by fourth grade will have worked through these things for four years. So by the time we're starting to have issues that come up in October, this time of the year, we have a pretty straightforward path on how to have like a conversation and they know the background, they know the words we use and it can lead to much richer and quicker action or just working together to come with up with solutions. Cause in, in the first year, it's just kind of figuring out how it works, but I've noticed the students are really quick at adopting what's going on. It kind of fits in with the strength anagram we use to talk about the different behaviors we're looking for in students and frenzy ties in nicely to that. Do you want to talk about that real quick about how those work together? For sure. The strength. And I've never talked about that. So okay. I'm sure they've heard it through. Yeah. In the things, first podcast, but... we talked about the strength. Oh yeah, that's right. And how that ties into social emotion. Like I said, it gives us the same language and same goals we're looking for. So when I talk with a seventh grader about taking responsibility. Sure, it looks different than a first grader, but we have that language built in and the teachers are using it. So it's kind of a combination because part of having the social emotional in our four pillars of what the school is, is we kind of like to track that. But as parents know, their children develop social emotionally in different ways. So to say that in second grade, 80% are here, but your kid's not, is not what we're going for because there's such variation in that. So what we want to see is like, if you want to partner with us, working with your kid on showing empathy or respect, then we all have the language and understanding of what that looks like. And then the teacher can partner with you and report back how it's going in school and you can reach out how it's going at home and we can set those common goals. So that's how they kind of work together with frenzy supporting what we're doing with the strength. Okay. And so frenzy, you, you've mentioned it a few times. Um, that's our curriculum, social emotional curriculum. Yes. What, I mean, so what is it, you know, how is that different than, or, or the same as, I guess, as like your history curriculum? Yeah, I mean, social emotional curriculum has standards just like history does. And they try to touch on different core areas. I think when it's taught, it's, it's a little more interactive. So students have a workbook they work through with their teachers and there's games that they play and there's activities and object lessons they do and they can do coloring and other activities. But again, building social emotional skills is just like learning, building history. It's something that's kind of innate, but it's all something we have to work at. So by doing the work, the students 
improve just like they learn their facts and math and they're able to do more and more. So it's kind of building the base and then building upon it each year, just like any core curriculum does. Okay. And so it's not just like every kid gets the one workbook and it's the same thing every year. Like it builds on it for, and you've said that. So yep, it's workbooks like. Workbooks change yeah. every year. And then there's curriculum for K through second, third through fifth and middle school that try to continue to advance curriculum, just like math. They start with subtraction, addition, and by eighth grade, they're doing algebra. Same thing with social emotional. So um, what do you think as, you know, we put social emotional as one of our like three things in our mission statement that we want to do really well at the school here. Um, How do you see that going so far as we've been diving into it this year? Yeah, I, like I said, it's, we're starting off, and I think it's going it's going well. I think teachers are bought in. They enjoy the curriculum. They find it engaging with the students. And one thing the curriculum offers is um, we do testing at the beginning of the year, and we can just kind of see where students are at in a broad sense. And that allows their teachers or me to work independently with small groups to focus on certain areas. Like maybe they have a hard time reading emotions in other students, so I can do small group lessons or individual lessons just to kind of help them understand that and bolster that up. And as a parent, just knowing that every student hits different benchmarks or different understands at different times, there's not a lot to kind of take the pressure off when you see those results, but also know we're working in that. And I think it's going well. Like I talked about before, we just have the base language. So when students come work with me one-on-one, they already understand what the different things and strengths mean. So when I say, how did you show self-control in class today? They know what that means at their grade level, and they've been practicing that. So it's a much easier conversation instead of us having to reinvent the wheel and explain, like, this is what self-control is. This is what it looks like. Yeah. So I think it works well. And I think having a counselor in the building is really helpful because – Teachers love the students, and they teach a lot of different things, but they're here to do academic content, and I'm here to support kids with social-emotional things that go on, and and so is the rest of the staff, but having someone dedicated to that can free up the teacher to focus on other things that we all think are important for their kids, and it also allows me to um, partner with the teachers to come in and say, hey, do you got 20 minutes where I can come in and teach some things I'm seeing or that you're seeing so we can start to work on as a class because I do things individually but I also do things in groups to try to tackle the big skills so that there won't be the fights on the playground as much because we've worked on empathy and we've worked on how to be a good friend Mm, that's good so uh you know you've talked about how the base level of it is just getting that common communication right so that every kid knows how to talk about their emotions you know what are are there other building blocks that we're going to get to on top of those? That's a good question. I, I mean, social emotional, I think is so similar to math where math is numbers. And if you understand the basic concepts, it's just adding on layers and layers above that. So like being a friend as a second grader is a whole different thing as being a friend as an eighth grader when you start to get into social media and other interactions like that. So I think it's just improving and honing skills. And then as they get older, things start to look different and you just keep adapting and growing. So it's kind of like I said, with math, you just keep advancing on the same concepts and just what it looks like for this age and this time. Yeah. Okay. Um, Is there anything else that we haven't covered yet that your job here at the school entails? Yeah. I just like to say as a school counselor, I'm here for the school and that does just doesn't mean the students. So as you can imagine, the family, the student spends much more time with the family than they do at school. So whatever I can do to help support 
you all as you work with your students because you see things at home that we don't see at school. And like I said, I worked with a similar group of families for 10, 11 years and saw the changes that just happen naturally. And as a parent, it can be a pretty daunting process to try to figure out what's going on with your kids while you're trying to manage work and everything else that's going on. So I'm always available to help out just as a listening ear or to provide resources or just, yeah, just like, yeah, parenting's hard and it can be difficult and there are some things that can help and... I'm yeah available, not just what happens with in school, but also things that you might see coming up at home. What's the best way for a parent to reach out to you if they wanted to? The best way is just through email. My email is shayshays at longmontchristian.org. You can give a call to the school, but as you imagine, working with K-8 students, I'm never in my office very long. Yeah. I reach out an email and I can get back to you and we can set up a time to meet or talk on the phone. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's a great resource that we have here for you guys. Um, cause again, we're trying to, as a school to just help disciple your kids. Um, and so we want to be able to provide those resources to you for that as well. So reach out to Seth. Um, if you have anything you'd like to be working on with him or you think your kid needs help with. So, um, well, thanks Seth for joining us. Um, my pleasure. Thanks yeah. Caleb. Yeah. And thanks so much for listening today and we will talk to you next time.